the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. The news keeps getting better every day. Yep, Damar Hamlin got out of the hospital today. Great news, obviously. His doctors say that he can rehabilitate at home, but... Of course, his doctors have still not said what caused the heart attack. When they were asked about it last Tuesday, the day after it happened, they said they didn't know and that tests were ongoing. And it's hard to find any story online about the possible cause. At least it was for me. I looked. I didn't find anything. And I don't know how many people are still clinging to the Commodio Corda story that it was caused by the hit from the helmet on his chest during the game. And again, um, if that was the cause... It was the first known time in the history of football in North America at any level that that happened. That's true. Known time. Maybe you can come up with one and let me know, but I don't know of any time in the history of football that it's happened. I used to have some media contacts in Buffalo, but I don't anymore. So I put a call into the news station up there, and I said, Hey, I'm looking for some evidence that the doctors have been asked about the cause And if anybody has asked if a COVID-19 shot or COVID-19 could have had something to do with it, I was told that there have been several press conferences and no cause had been given. I was also told that no one ever asked about the possibility of it being a result of the vaccine. Now, that's pretty strange to me. They had those press conferences. That would be the first question I'd ask. But anyway, something's going on. I don't know what is going on up there, but... I also heard from a top cardiologist who said that there is no reason for them not to know at this point whether or not the vaccine or COVID-19 had anything to do with it. He's also, for what it's worth, 100% convinced that it was caused by the vaccine. It's kind of important that we find out because there's a lot of discussion about young, relatively healthy people just suddenly dying. And when we come back, I'm going to talk to the author of a book called Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. And in our second half hour, could the government be coming for your gas stove? Not to mention your propane barbecue grill. Stick around. The word is out. People are abandoning their overpriced wireless carriers and flocking to PureTalk for the same 5G coverage, but at a fraction of the price. In fact, the average family saves over $800 a year when switching from Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. And switching is so easy. You can keep your phone, keep your number, or get huge discounts on the latest iPhones and Androids. Right now, you can get unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month. Or if you still want unlimited data, you can get that and still save save a fortune. So make the switch and get the same coverage as the big guys, but at half the price. Go to puretalk.com, type in your address to find the coverage at your home, then enter promo code half off and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code half off. Switch to Pure Talk and get unlimited talk, text and 6 gigs of data for just $30 a month because Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. People do some pretty cool things in their 40s and 50s. Why should saving for retirement be any different? I mean, they go back to college, learn new instruments, start skateboarding. Okay, maybe that one's not for everybody, but saving for retirement is. With aceyourretirement.org, you can get on track with your retirement savings no matter your age. Just have a three-minute chat with Avo, the friendly digital retirement coach from AARP. You'll get personalized recommendations based on your input that are easy to understand and work with your lifestyle. It's quick, easy, and free. Plus, it's sponsored by AARP, so you know they got your back. Woohoo! Snarly move, Dad. Thanks, sweetie. 
So wherever you are in your retirement savings journey, head to aceyourretirement.org and start chatting with Avo today. That's aceyourretirement.org. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of Trust Link Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. The bigger your 401k, the better your retirement, right? Wrong. The fact is, with proposed new taxes, another market crash, inflation, and rising healthcare costs, you could be forced to downsize your retirement. Discover the secret savvy investors are turning to for retirement security. A new 401k law that unlocks an ingenious retirement protection plan that could protect your savings from inflation and a stock market downturn while boosting your retirement income as much as 40%. It's all laid out in simple language in a new book from Josh Melberg. His insightful guide is your roadmap to retiring with confidence and it's yours free with one call don't risk a lifetime of work building your retirement this little known retirement protection plan could safeguard your wealth and boost your retirement up to 40 percent for your free copy of guarantee your retirement by josh melberg call now call 800-337-8051 that's 800-337-8051 800-337-8051 the john steigerwall show am 1250 the answer well, as I said, DeMar Hamlin is out of the hospital 10 days after having a heart attack on the field during Monday night football in Cincinnati. And as of a few hours ago, still no cause for the heart attack. Uh, I'm told that the doctors are going through the process of elimination right now. Nobody's asking, as I mentioned in the open, uh, nobody's asking up there in Buffalo if COVID or the COVID vaccine could have had anything to do with it. Edward Dowd is the author of Cause Unknown, the epidemic of sudden deaths in 2021 and 2022. He joins us now. Ed, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Great to be here, John. Thanks for having me on today. So um, I was told by someone at the news, I mentioned this uh, when I opened the show, uh, at the station up in Buffalo, that at the press conferences, I couldn't believe this, but he says nobody has asked about the possibility of the vaccine causing his heart attack. Should that surprise me or anyone? Uh, yes, it should, because I remember not too long ago, our vaccination status is required to enter a gym, a restaurant, go to work, go to college, get into a hospital, what have you. And apparently it's uh, not polite to ask a vaccination status of uh, anybody who may have uh, been injured or died suddenly on the athletic field. So it's kind of a flip of the narrative, in my opinion. Yeah, but it's also the thing about this one is that it was originally they were they were they were passing around the theory that it was caused by the hit that he took in the game, which um, most people dismissed when, once they found out the rarity of that. And as I've said here many times, if that's what happened to Demar Hamlin in Buffalo and Cincinnati, it's the first time in the history of football on the planet Earth that someone has had a heart attack as a result of a collision in football. There's, uh, there's no known case of it that I know of. So the reason it's important that they discuss this, you would think, is that people started making statements. There were columns written about this was just another indication of the violence in football and how it should be banned or parents should think twice about letting their kids play football. And it's still out there that that might be the cause. But it's not. It just, that isn't the cause. That isn't what happened. So if that's not, there has nobody just has a heart attack, right? Correct. And let's Let's, let's just uh, play devil's advocate. Let's, I, I, I'm not going to comment on any individual case, but what's happened since 2021, my book details hundreds and hundreds of cases of the sudden athletic deaths on the field. And there was a study done in 2006 called the Los Angeles study that looked at, it's not exhaustive, but it looked at as many cases as you could find over a 38-year period 
of people under 35 who died suddenly on the field or close to the field while playing a sport. Mm -hmm. And there were 1,101 such cases over 38 years. That's 29 on average per year. So that's the baseline. What can we say has happened since 2021? We would be lucky to have a month with just 29 uh, uh, sudden uh, deaths. There, there are months with you know, over 100, and we have many, many documented cases as of, as of 2021 into 2022. So this is, this is, did sudden athletic deaths occur? Yes. Did they occur at this frequency? No. It's about a 10 to 12x increase over the average uh, study. And what did any doctors you talked to have to say about that? How did they explain it? Or how do they explain it at this point? Well, look, the, uh, there are some doctors that have been um, uh, maligned since the beginning of all this that are blaming the vaccine. There are other doctors who are saying, how dare you? Uh, but, you know, I can go into the metadata uh, above and beyond just the sudden athletic deaths. And um, I spoke to Senator Ron Johnson a couple uh, weeks ago in Washington. We seem to have a problem in the employed workforce of the United States. Since 2021, excessive mortality and disability has uh, adversely affected just the employed of our country, more so than the general population, which in uh, normal times doesn't happen because the employed are, generally speaking, much healthier than the overall population by the mere fact they show up at work. Right. And, and it, it, you know, just two, two data sets in my book go into this. The uh, actuaries, the Society of Actuaries Group Life Policy Study, proved that in 2021, they saw 41% excess mortality uh, in their age group 25 through 64. This is claims paid. The general U.S. population had 32% uh, excess mortality. So this is a relationship that had flipped. Prior to that, they had done studies, and this group that they insure, these are people at Fortune 500 companies, mid-sized companies, um, get these policies, and most people don't ever collect because you have to be employed to collect them. They proved that this group, uh, is generally speaking, dies at one-third the rate of the general population in any given year. And then when you look at the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, a different database, since 2021, there have been about an additional 3.2 million disabled Americans uh, since February of 21, and the rate of increase is off the charts. We, we uh, monitored a three-standard de- deviation year-over-year rate of change. So of those 3.2 million, 1.7 million are employed. So half of the newly disabled are employed. And in fact, when we look at the disability rate changes, the employed experienced a 31% increase in their disability rate versus the general population, which experienced 8%. So I told Senator Ron Johnson, we have a national security issue. Uh, I'm, I'm blaming the vaccine. If it's not the vaccine, why are we not talking about this? So at the very least, let's say I'm wrong, which I don't think I am. Why, why are the media, the health authorities, and the government authorities not even highlighting this issue? And it's a big issue, and it's going to have economic in- impacts for years to come. So could you explain, Ed, uh, what is meant by excess deaths? Excess in, in what? In what? How is it so an excess big, so, so, so you can calculate death rates are pretty steady over time. They don't, they don't change much. Mm-hmm. And the actuaries the insurance companies make a living off this. So they calculate what's called excess deaths above baseline, what's expected for your age cohort. Obviously, people who are older die at a faster rate than those who are younger. And the numbers, generally speaking, don't change that much over time. A 40% excess claim rate or death rate is so large that one CEO of an insurance company in January of uh, 2022 said, that a 10% increase is, is a three-standard deviation event, or a one, once-in-a-200-year flood, and 40% is just incalculable uh, off the charts. So th- th- this is above and beyond what we experience normally over time. So it's excess is above baseline rate. And we are seeing concurrently across the globe, and especially in the Western countries that have been heavily vaccinated, excess mortality running in the range of 20% right now. And, and what's, what is a, I don't know, anything's acceptable, but what is a number that wouldn't surprise anybody or concern anybody? What should it be if there's a little bit you of know, an excess it, it, death? 
two percent. Uh, sometimes it'll it'll you know it'll fluctuate one or one or two points above or below. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, uh, like I said, a ten percent increase, especially in younger age people, is an off the charts uh, once in a two hundred year flood. Shouldn't fluctuate that much. And the number forty percent is that a number of total, or is that in that certain demographic? The forty percent excess. Just in the group, just in the group life policyholders of the United States of America. Those are people who are employed at larger companies. Okay, I've done this many times. When I switch, when I used to switch jobs, I would go into the HR department, sign my health care form, pick my plan, and then I would sign group life and disability. Literally, literally it, it takes two seconds for this uh, form to be filled out. You sign your name and then name your beneficiary, either your spouse or your parents if you're too young. So. It's, uh, it's, and we used to joke about it. When you're 25, 30, 40, 50, you really don't think about dying. And to collect this policy, you have to be employed at the company. You can't uh, have been fired or quit. So these are people working who suddenly just disappear and die, and the numbers are staggering um, and, and, and alarming. And, again, if I'm wrong, and I'm willing to be wrong, but no one's offered a better theory yet, uh, the one thing I can only point, point to is math vaccination program and mandates where you're forced to get the jab so so that's where the tie-in with employment comes from that correct that these people many of whom might not be vaccinated if not for the fact that they would have lost their jobs if they weren't correct and in in uh, the in, in uh, the august september october time frame in the society of actual report there's a heat map they did it quarter by quarter the millennials get the, were the hardest hit. Ages 25 through 44 experienced into a very short period of time an 84% excess mortality in the third quarter of 2021. Um, and it, that, that's unexplainable. No one's been able to explain it. And the, what, what, what do we know that happened in the third quarter of 2021? If you were vaccine hesitant, uh, you were forced to make a decision, get the jab or not get the jab. Mm-hmm. Well, and so that pulled pull forward, pulled forward a lot of uh, what we consider excess uh, mortality. But they're dying of something, and and when they die, especially at that age, the cause of death is normally known, and it's usually a shock to people. What is the, what is the cause of? Is there a is there a a common cause of death among these twenty five to forty four? who are dying at a rate they shouldn't be dying at. What, what, is, what are they dying of? If, if it's not the vaccine, what is being, what's put on the death certificate? Uh, that's, 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 that's an interesting um, uh, speculation and question. The CDC uh, can play, uh, it's called, we believe, and I have no proof, uh, I have friends who are looking into this, we believe that these, uh, these sudden events are being reclassified to other things. But generally speaking, it's heart issues. And in fact, someone did a study in Massachusetts that showed that during 2020, when COVID had no vaccine, most of the excess mortality was due to respiratory issues. And then mysteriously and suddenly, uh, the deaths that started occurring in Massachusetts were uh, circulatory issues or heart issues. So We've never had a virus in the history of the world that starts off as a respiratory illness and, 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 and mutates into a circulatory heart issue. So the Occam's razor usually is the simplest thing to look at. There was a vaccine introduced and something changed in 21 and 22. And so old people died of COVID in big numbers, and there was no secret about that. Many of them were killed by the government by because of governors who decided to send sick people to uh senior citizen homes but but now it's the young people who are dying correct uh, so correct. that that's that that's another kind of an obvious thing isn't it of what's happening here yeah so one of the things i highlight in my book which is easy to read it's a quick read i don't i try not to bore the reader um it there was a huge what we call on wall street an adverse mix shift from uh old to young in 2021 so for instance, the uh, mostly it was old people who died in 2020. And in fact, let me just give you some numbers. In 2020, 40,000 millennials died. But then so, mysteriously, in 2021, 60,000 millennials died. Except, these are excess deaths, I'm talking, excess to baseline. Mm-hmm. That's, a 50%, that's a 50% increase in 2021. In excess um, deaths. But, but, uh, yeah, excess deaths. Yeah. 50% increase in 2021 for millennials. So 
the question, and that's why we focus on this group. They're generally speaking 25 through 44. You're in the prime of your life. You know, if you have bad habits, you know, you, you, you know, they haven't got, you haven't gotten to the point where they're irreversible and you're, you know, you're generally speaking a fit ambulatory person able to walk and talk and, and show up at work. And yet these people experienced a 50% increase in excess mortality in 2021 with supposed miracle vaccines and less virulent strains. Makes no sense. Yeah. Well, Dr. Fauci said as recently as Sunday on 60 Minutes um, that anyone who even suggests that the vaccine had anything to do with Hamlin's death is a conspiracy theorist. And then he went on to say that he was obviously hit hard enough to have caused the heart attack. Um, I know he's a doctor and I'm not, but uh, again, it's never happened in the history of football where a guy got hit and then fell over and died from a heart attack. Never. And now he's saying that it's obvious that it was hit. he was hit hard enough that that could have been a cause. And uh, um, I think it was um, Major Garrett doing the interview, and he just nodded and said, yeah, yeah, right, you're the doctor, I, whatever you say, doc. And then that was the end of it. Yeah, well, look, uh, it, I've been, I, I, was, uh, I made my bones on Wall Street interviewing corporate CEOs many of which uh, perpetrated some of the biggest frauds ever, like Enron. Um, I've seen this type of behavior before. Once you're caught, you don't, you, once it comes, starts coming to light that maybe uh, you're committing fraud, you don't admit it. You act as if everything's fine and you double down. We're in the double down phase of this, uh, what I call fraud. And it's, uh, you know, what Fauci is telling you is don't believe your lying eyes. I watched the tape. The hit wasn't that hard. It was your typical yep. hit. It was not. It was not what I would consider anything other than, you know, normal course of business. And it can't happen. It doesn't have that that um, condition doesn't result from a hit like that. It has to be a very targeted area within one or two centimeters around the heart and a a football helmet uh, hitting someone wearing a shoulder pad. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I've had cardiologists tell me that. So it's, it's just not, that's not a, that, it, he did not die from that. I mean, die, sorry. He did not have a heart attack from that. So, Correct. Uh, and we're talking to Edward Dowd. He's the author of Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. So yesterday, just yesterday, I think it was, a 21-year-old football player at the Air Force Academy named Hunter Brown, he collapsed and died while walking to class. Now, in a situation like that, based on what you found out in the case that you looked at for your book, how soon and how hard have doctors been looking into the victim's vaccine status after he passes out, dies uh, on his way to not class? At all, not at all, unfortunately. And look, I'm just a Wall Street guy. I'm not a doctor. But what I can tell you is this. this the frequency of sudden athletic death is at the point now where it's undeniable and it's true. So the question is, why aren't doctors asking these questions? Uh, or maybe they don't even know. But the bottom line is, if you're out there and you're not believing that this could be true, just go back in your memory bank when you were younger or in high school, junior high. I don't remember any of these things ever occurring with this kind of uh, alarming frequency in my life. It just It's not normal. It's new. And again... The only explanation in my mind is uh, vaccines and mandates. And unless that's disproven, I don't have to prove anything. You have to disprove it's the vaccine. That's my challenge to the health authorities. Your research, did you find uh, hard evidence of, of cover-ups or, or evidence of well, a mass cover-up for that matter? Well, I can tell you this. We've, uh, my team uh, that has helped me with this, the PhD physicists, they know how to do the math. Uh, we've found that the, what's gone on in the U.S. has been replicated across what most Western nations that have been heavily vaccinated. We have all the excess death data for all of Europe, the U.K., Germany. We just did Ireland. We have Australia. We're going to do Canada next. And it's the same story, a mixture from old to young. The health authorities see what we see. And so I said in my book, at this point, they know what we know. It's a cover-up and a crime, malfeasance and negligence. That's my, that's my thesis now. And uh, are, are there doctors out there willing to strongly consider the vaccine as the cause, but they're afraid to speak up? Uh, more and more flipping. That's the good news. It's becoming undeniable, but undeniable at this point. And I've, I've been, you know, obviously in touch with some of the, the early pioneers like Pierre Corey, Ryan Cole, mm-hmm. Dr. Malone, uh, Dr. McCullough. 
I know them. I've talked to them. And uh, these guys put their necks on the line, and they're brave. A lot of other people are less brave. But at this point, more and more people are going to start to talk about it. And I suspect over the next six months, this is going to become a national conversation. And it doesn't matter how much propaganda they try on us. It's, it's getting out there, which is good news. Well, and you're helping out with a book. Uh, Edward Dowd, the book is Cause Unknown, the Epidemic of Sudden Deaths in 2021 and 2022. Thanks, Ed, for coming on the show. Good luck with the book. Thanks, John. Take care. Okay, we'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg tells correspondent Mike Pelosi at FAA headquarters that the flight stop order has ended. Ground stop's been lifted. We'll have more soon. Anything else besides that, sir? We'll have more soon. So now, U.S. Airlines trying to play catch-up after the order to ground all departing flights in the U.S. by the FAA was lifted. That grounding delayed or canceled thousands of flights across the country. California cleaning up and repairing widespread damage as the lashing rain eased in many areas. But another powerful weather front was expected to hit the state on Friday. Buffalo Bills safety DeMar Hamlin released from a hospital in Buffalo after his doctors say they completed a series of tests a little over a week after he went into cardiac arrest. Hamlin now going home. This is SRN News. First, we decide where we want to go. Then we need to know the best way to get there. Hi, my name's Adam Barada. I'm the owner of Advantage Gold. We're the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. We teach people how to own physical gold and silver. Now, we've won the Best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because we educate our clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. We don't pay celebrity spokespeople millions of dollars. We'd rather pass that value on to you. Call 800-900-8000 and speak with one of our experts. We'll send you a free gold kit along with my latest number one national best-selling book, The Great Devaluation. Call 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value. Call Advantage Gold at 800-900-8000. Call 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. AM 1250, The Answer. The Mike Gallagher Show. He's your happy conservative warrior. This Secretary Mayorkas was literally reduced to criticizing the governor of Texas for working to secure his state's border. That's how bad things have gotten. And it's absolutely disastrous for the Biden administration. And everybody knows it. Breaking news and what to make of it. The Mike Gallagher Show. Weekdays at 9, right before Dennis Prager at noon. On AM 1250, The Answer. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease. He ended up spending about the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon. You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon. Starlight doesn't just give items that hospitalized kids can use to keep themselves happy, but also memories, moments, and experiences which are so needed in times like these. They allow sick kids to just be kids for a little while. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part to creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. Hey, John Steigerwald here for Johnny and Jesse Samick, my friends over at Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. When disaster strikes your home or business, demand the yellow van. Fire, water, or mold, Service Master's technicians are trained and equipped to get you back to normal fast. Even when dealing with insurance, you have a choice who repairs and cleans up the mess. Make sure you demand the yellow van. Call Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Service Master. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP, Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. AM 1250. The Answer. Weather. 
We'll see a couple of showers this evening. Otherwise, expect low clouds. We'll reach a nighttime low of 38. Cloudy skies tomorrow, breezy and mild with a shower in the morning, followed by periods of rain in the afternoon. We'll reach a high tomorrow of 52. Friday will be cloudy and breezy with a snow shower. We'll reach a high Friday of 36. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, the government may be coming for your stove uh, before it comes for your car or your power mower. You've probably heard the latest. An unelected bureaucrat named Rich Trumka Jr. He started yesterday by announcing that gas-powered stoves are a health risk and may be banned. And the guy I always think about when I see this stuff is uh, H. Sterling Burnett. He's the managing editor of Environmental and Climate News at the Heartland Institute, and he's here with us again. Thanks for coming on, Sterling. Thanks for having me back. Just another <laughs> another wacky uh, story out of the Biden administration. Uh, we should just have you on every day. Um, did, did anybody see this coming? You know, I think it surprised most of us. Um, it, in fact, it seems to have surprised. Uh, the Biden administration itself and the other commissioners on the uh, on the com- on the on the uh, commission uh, because they have been as fast as they can backpedaling ever since this guy spoke out. So maybe Rich Trumka went rogue. I think I think so. You know, he, they've been pressed. The Biden administration says we have. No, he, they've been very clear. We have no plans to ban your death. <laughs> your gas stoves. They yeah. said that repeatedly. And other commissioners have said there are no plans in the work uh, to ban your gas stoves. This guy continues to say, oh, it's a health risk. And if we have a charge to to get rid of health risk, if they can't be healthy, then we can get rid of them. You know, so it's like he's he's off script. Now, that's not to say that they don't want to ban your gas stoves, but they're mm-hmm. not publicly saying it. He seems to be the only one that's doing it. And, of course... Um, it, you know, they're backtracking as fast as they can because the public outrage, you know, they've got a huge back, uh, you know, backlash against this. Yeah, of course. Uh, from, from average people yep. and, as you can imagine, professional chefs. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, uh, on Twitter, there were pictures of uh, Jill Biden cooking on a gas yeah. stove, uh, Kamala yeah. Harris cooking on a gas stove. Elizabeth Warren cooking on a glass, a gas stove. So uh, th- I think uh, those three might be three uh, prominent people who were surprised by the news yesterday. Yeah, and you know um, the the claim is that it hurts uh, children's health. That's the claim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now we've had gas stoves, gas furnaces, and gas uh, water heaters for a hundred years now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in some in some homes. Uh, and, and in businesses, and magically, suddenly, they find after a hundred years that children's health is being affected. And how? Well, it's causing asthma. Well, let's talk about the emissions from a gas stove. Mm-hmm. Uh, water vapor. <laughs> if, if, if your kid's allergic to water, then you've got bigger problems than gas stoves. Uh, methane and uh, a, a, a molecule of carbon monoxide and a molecule of carbon dioxide. You know what? None of those chemicals, jointly or separately, have ever been shown to cause asthma. <laughs> so it's just fabricated lie. It's just a reason to shut down the use of gas because they're really concerned about climate. That's what they're really concerned about. Right. And, and I- they try to cover it with children. You know, anytime you want to pass a bad regulation or law, you say it's all about the children. Yep. Well, and I saw... a. A, uh, an analysis of the study that was done where this uh, Trumpka, he's, a, he's the son of the former union guy, Richard Trumpka, but it, um, so he got his job because he knew somebody. Obviously, Joe yep. Biden's a big union guy. But anyway, uh, I saw the, the study. Uh, there were a lot of strange things done in the study that don't lend a lot of credence to their uh, conclusion. Yeah, it's not a peer-reviewed study. It's a study about, done by an environmental group trying to trying to uh, change the climate narrative. Mm-hmm. That's what it's really about. You know, when pressed, when when pressed, a couple of reporters have been honest enough to ask hard questions. When pressed, they won't cite a particular study or evidence that proves or that really indicates children's health is at risk 
from gas stoves, and that's because there is no peer-reviewed evidence that shows that. These chemicals don't cause asthma, so they so they can't be causing asthma from from a stove from you know stovetops. It's just ludicrous. How much? And that's that's why you know you know everybody's coming after this, um, and you've got uh, you've got some cities that have done this already, right? Yes. And yeah. you know who they exempted? Commercial. They exempted factories, commercial buildings, and commercial restaurants. Why? You know, when when you're uh, in California and you want your Wolfgang Puck, and he says, we're moving my restaurants out of California, suddenly he's exempted. So it's only going to affect the poor, the people that can't uh, afford, you know, uh, that can least afford to, to tra- transition to, to from natural gas to electricity. Mm-hmm. Electric stoves are less efficient. They require, uh, you know, um, they don't heat as fast or as evenly. And and they're more expensive, so the poor people are going to get shafted on this. And you can bet friends of Biden will be exempted if it were ever to come to pass. And by the way, they're so, more, they're more dangerous too, aren't they? They they uh, they cause like four times the number of fires that gas stoves cause. I saw that somewhere. Well, that's there. right, but 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 you know you got to break a few eggs yeah. to make good climate policy. Yeah. So that's a that, that that's okay. You know the problem is, and here's the real kicker, right? So they want to force people to use more electric appliances. It's not just stoves, it's furnaces, it's water heaters, whatever. Mm -hmm. So they want to increase demand for electricity at the same time as they're simultaneously uh, increase, you know, making the electric power grid less reliable because they're adding more and more intermittent power to it. Yeah, wind and solar, yeah. You know, look, if you want to see, people are already seeing more blackouts and brownouts than we've ever seen in the history since we've created our modern power grid mm-hmm. and now they want to put more demand on a grid that can't keep up with the power demands that we have so what you're going to have is poor people shivering in the dark and not being able to cook yeah and you mentioned some cities that have that have uh, banned these gas appliances uh, berkeley san jose and santa monica in california so uh, they when the federal government says they're not coming after your stove they already did, not the federal, yeah. but the state government has already done it. Uh, well, city, I guess it is. If it's a, if these cities are specific, that's not a California thing. I guess it's a city thing. You're, they've banned gas appliances in new homes. So, if you build a house and you move into a new house, you you are not allowed to have a gas appliance. Now, I'm guessing that includes heat, right? That's not just a stove. That's the, no, that's it's a furnace. It's, it's, you can't have a gas hookup. And if you can't have a gas hookup, you can't have any appliances for gas. So that's some cities in California. Seattle is examining things like this. Uh, New York, uh, Governor Hochul recently announced her own plans. And some cities in uh, Massachusetts have tried to do this. The point is, all they're doing is giving people one more reason to migrate out of those cities or states. You know, California's got a huge migration problem. I'm not talking about illegal immigration. I'm talking about migration out of state to places that are friendlier to freedom and economic opportunity. Uh, Bigger than any other state right same, now. Yeah, the same, yeah, 300,000 people last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, New York has a real problem with that. They're, their governor is begging people to come back to New York who've abandoned it because of their COVID policies in part and their tax policies mm-hmm. second. Um, and now they're just giving them one more reason to say, stay away because these people are crazy. They, 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 they said, we know what's best for you in your bathroom with your toilet. We know what's best for you with your computers and your electronics. We know what's best for you with your light bulbs. And now they say, we know what's best for you with your stoves and furnaces. And every time they impose rules like this, costs increase. They don't work as well as the previous generation of technologies. And the only ones benefiting are the politicians and the, and the politically connected industries that are funding these moves. We're talking to Sterling Burnett. He's the managing editor of Environmental and Climate News at the Heartland Institute. So, Sterling, why do greenies hate natural gas so much? Because it is a greenhouse gas and contributes when it's burned CO2 to the atmosphere. Now, it's less, uh, it has less emissions than using coal. Uh, and, of course, no one's using coal in their homes. But, uh, it, it, and this is interesting, right? So, 
They say it causes toxic air pollution. This one guy is saying this, and the study by the environmentalist. Well, you know where kids are dying and make and being made ill the fastest through indoor air pollution? It's not in modern civilization that has gas hookups in their homes. It's places where they're still burning dung and charcoal and wood for heat and cooking. Where and where is that? Those third world well, countries. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah, all sorts of countries in Africa. There's a lot of places in South America that still do that. There are places in Asia. You know, anywhere development, anywhere where people aren't allowed access to modern technologies like and, natural gas and coal, coal-fired power plants, they're still dying from indoor air pollution from these technologies. Anywhere where they're living in the sixth century. You know, then that's yeah. that's where the, these people would like us to return. I um. Uh, I, I saw uh, your colleague uh, Steve Gorham uh, at the Heartland Institute wrote about environmental groups back in 2019. The uh, the headline was elect had had uh, referred to uh, calling for society to electrify everything, despite the fact that gas is so much cleaner. So this is uh, well, it's about three and a half years ago that he wrote this, but he was onto something there that, that there was going to be a push to get rid of gas and trade it for electric. And it wouldn't be coal-fired electric, of course. It would be sun and wind. Yeah, that's right. Now, they've been, they've been pushing this uh, a step at a time for quite a while, right? They were pushing it under Obama. Obama was behind this. He said he would bankrupt coal companies. Yeah, he said it. And, yep, and he, he said that before he was president. So that mm-hmm. was, that was uh, you know, what going on? Eight? Four, twelve? That's going on. 15 years ago now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he said that then. And, of course, he did all he could to do, just what he promised. Uh, bankrupt coal companies, erect new wind and solar everywhere, make our electric power grid less reliable, and promote electric vehicles and, you know, everything else electric, get you, get you out of your gas car, get you off your gas stove, you know, everything to make you use more electricity at the same time as you're destroying the electric grid. And also, he promised everybody that their electric bills were going to go up, if I remember correctly. Uh, did he promise that? I know that certainly uh, Biden promised that, and so did his opponent, uh, Hillary Clinton. They said, your electric bills are going to go up. I yeah. don't remember if, if, if Obama said that, but maybe he did. Yeah. You know, they, they often all talk from the same uh script. So, uh, we're talking to Sterling Burnett of the uh, Heartland Institute. Uh, uh, onto another subject here for the last couple of minutes, if we can. I saw a tweet from Ellen DeGeneres today. Don't ask me how I saw it, but it was there. Um, she was standing in front of a raging river near her house in Santa Barbara, and she said, it's all because we messed with Mother Nature, and we have to stop messing with Mother Nature. So, in other words... That's this is this whatever's going on in California once again is because we use too much natural gas, oil, the usual stuff. Yeah, you know, look, Mother Nature, if 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 there were such an entity, doesn't care at all about our well-being and never has. Um, she, I think she's trying to get attention off the fact that she uh, has abused so many people on her show, as far as uh, you know, Taylor Swift, whatever. Uh, it, it's terrible what happens to her homes, but if you build in a, a area that can be prone to flooding and you log the hillsides, uh, and you, uh, you, you channelize streams when heavy rains fall, and they do in California, you know, this isn't the first time flooding has occurred, uh, you could be in trouble. So, you know, she says that while she's wearing clothing made uh, using fossil fuel, maybe made of, depending on if there's any polyester or rayon in it. Uh, she, she, you know, when she got a car that's, that she would escape in that depend on fossil fuels, even if it's electric, uh, a house that's powered and, and created using fossil fuels with all the plastics, all the steel needs coal. Uh, you know, so what's she going to do? Live in a cave and wear only hair shirts? I don't see her doing that anytime soon. So she's, you know, she is the one messing with Mother Nature. Maybe she should point the finger at herself. Well, is there, is it out there yet that this, whatever is happening in California with the rains is a, is a climate change issue? Are we being told that? Oh, now? of course. Of course. It's a, uh, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, uh, uh, what do they call it? A, uh, uh, 
a bomb cyclone or something, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and an atmospheric river. The problem is atmospheric rivers have existed since time immemorial. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the, the, the worst flooding in California's history was in the 1850s. They've got <laughs> pictures of it in the 1850s. This is a time when there, weren't, there wasn't any concrete, there weren't any cars, uh, and entire cities were washed away. Uh, so what was the cause then? Had we not made had we made Mother Nature happy because we had the forty nine er gold rush? I don't know. And I heard somewhere I think it was, I I can't remember where I heard it yesterday, but you know California's had problems with the drought a long. I guess it's been going on for a long time. This most recent one, and they this rain should be a welcome thing for them, and it is I guess. But because of I forget what the specific environmental issues were the, the environmental uh, people who created this problem the the environmentalists uh, yeah. and the government that they can't capture the water the way they used to in order to save it for people to drink because of regulations and because of actions done by you know the EPA or somebody well you know I, I, I haven't seen that but I do know that in California, They've got some reservoirs, right, man-made reservoirs that they get drinking water from that they haven't maintained. And so a couple of years ago when they got some heavy rains, one of them started to break, and it would have flooded everything downstream. So they may be having problems with that. But, you know, you get land subsidence when a lot of heavy rain. But as far as uh, their drought, will it be officially over? I don't know. But you know what? you got a lot of snowpack. You're, at, you're like 170% above normal. Uh, in the uh, Sierra Madres and other mountains in California. The snowpack is what feeds the rivers and what keeps uh, uh, Californians in water. Um, and so they should be doing better this year. Now, uh, reservoirs will capture some of this rain, but not all of it. And they have created a whole host of problems with themselves. But, you know, the biggest problem for Californians vis-a-vis the drought is that uh, there are more, you know, they've got so many people there drawing more water, and you've got limited resources. Yeah. Uh, I. You add more people, and you don't add new resources, you you create scarcity, and that's the problem they face. They need to regulate the rain out there somehow. They've got to figure out a way to do that. <laughs> uh, but but oh, they, they've done that, right? Yeah. If, well, you stop, if you stop climate change, you'll stop flooding. That's right. I, I never about, occurred before. I got about a minute left here, and that that I, you you touched on it there. I think this when I see problems in in Arizona when they have the heat problems and and power outages because of people using their air conditioners. Maybe California wasn't suited for this many people to be living there. Too many it people was the moved. Least, there. Yeah, it was it was it was among the least inhabited places on the continental U.S. when Europeans made landfall. Why? It's a desert, and people didn't take vacations to the beach in the 16 and 1700s. Yeah, and they Native didn't... Americans had to grow their food or or harvest their food, you know, through hunting. Yeah, and California was largely a desert, <laughs> and the only reason the number of people that can live there live there today is because we've dammed rivers all across the rest and shift water to California to make the desert bloom like a rose. That's the Bureau of Reclamation's mandate. And that's what they've done. The only reason there are millions of people there today, it's not the wonderful climate, it's not the beaches, it's because there's enough water, there was enough water for a long time to support them. Well, I hope the people who elected the idiots who are running the state stay in California, and I hope they enjoy it out there. <laughs> Sterling, Sterling, I'm out of time. Always good to have you on, and I'm sure we'll, another one of these episodes will come up, and I'll be knocking on your door again here. Thanks for having me on again. Take care, John. Okay, Sterling Burnett of the Heartland Institute. We'll be right back. Charlie Dombeck here from Key City Capital. As a practicing CPA for nearly 30 years, I have found that 80% of your ability to grow your wealth is dependent upon two factors, taxes and investment performance. At Key City Capital, we improve investment performance by diversifying capital into off-market investment opportunities in passive rental real estate and alternatives like asset-backed lending. 
We recover dollars that clients unnecessarily pay in the form of income taxes, creating a lifetime annuity of savings. We are a sponsor of passive, affordable, single and multifamily residential rental investments, which are located in Sunbelt landlord-friendly states. These investments are the top choices in a rising interest rate and inflationary environment. They represent a store of value protecting your capital from market volatility. Learn how we at Key City Capital can help you ultimately grow your wealth rapidly. Connect with me at keycitycapital.com or give me a call at 817-912-1569. My son Finn was born with congenital heart disease. He ended up spending about the first eight months of his life in the hospital. During that time, he endured 10 surgeries, including an open heart surgery. Starlight Children's Foundation has played an important role in my family's life. For five weeks when he was a baby, Finn lived in a Starlight Hero wagon You could not understand the pure joy of having him go from a hospital bed into his favorite red wagon. Starlight doesn't just give items that hospitalized kids can use to keep themselves happy, but also memories, moments, and experiences which are so needed in times like these. They allow sick kids to just be kids for a little while. The support that Starlight provides to families like mine is an integral part to creating happiness at a time when there's very little to be found. Learn more about how Starlight Children's Foundation brightens the lives of sick kids by visiting starlight.org today. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, my decision to never uh, set foot in a uh, public airport to catch a commercial flight Ever again. Looks like a pretty good one right now. Another another case today. They had to shut everything down, the FAA. But here's here's a good one for you. This is uh, from a, a tweet by somebody named Kyle Martinson. And he says, let's check in on what Buttigieg's FAA has been focused on. And here's some tweets from the FAA. The language we use in aerospace matters. We've begun to adopt gender-neutral and inclusive aviation terminology as part of our agency-wide initiative. And then it tells them where you can go to watch the video about it. Another one, the FAA's Ginny Boyle reflects on LGBTQ plus uh, visibility within the agency and encourages others to keep the conversation going to build a more inclusive workforce. How about just figuring out how to get planes up and down safely? And Pete Buttigieg, you know what he should be doing in the airline industry? He should be a flight attendant. I'll talk to you tomorrow. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the Yellow Van. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.